0: Today on the Daily Scoop podcast from the Scoop News Group, taking government documents to the cloud. It's Thursday, January 12th, 2023. Welcome to the Daily Scoop podcast, where you'll hear the latest news and trends facing government leaders. I'm the host of the Daily Scoop podcast, Billy Mitchell. Here's what's happening now. The Federal Aviation Administration says that Wednesday's outage to its notice to air mission system may have been caused by a damaged database file took about 90 minutes for FAA to rectify the notification system, and the administration also says there is no evidence of a cyber attack. New legislation on Capitol Hill would create a National Digital Reserve Corps. The bipartisan legislation would allow for reservists to sign up for a three-year period where they would work for the government for 30 days each calendar year on digital and cybersecurity projects. You can read more about those stories and more at fedscoop.com. Salesforce brings the public sector and customers together in the digital age. To access the new Veteran Mental Health and Resiliency Resources module, go to trailhead.salesforce.com. The National Archives and Records Administration recently celebrated a significant milestone in its effort to digitize government records. NARA has now digitized over 200 million pages of records. Pamela Wright is Chief Innovation Officer for the National Archives and Records Administration. Pam, welcome to the show. FedScoop has extensively covered NARA's work to digitize federal records in the cloud. And I'd love to ask you to start off today, where does that effort stand today and what are other significant milestones you're hoping to hit in the near future?
1: Well, thank you for having me, Billy. Appreciate talking with you today. Uh, if, if we just go back to 2010 really quickly, we had maybe 150,000 digital copies in our catalog. And I remember when we got very excited about hitting 1 million, it was a big deal. But uh, thanks to advances in technologies and our streamlining of our efforts um, and just sheer determination by NARAF staff, we now have 210 million digital copies in our catalog uh, and online, it's, it's been an amazing journey. Uh, we plan to get 225 million into the catalog by the end of the fiscal year. And our strategic plan has a goal to get us to 500 million by the end of 2026. So uh, it's kind of a march by 100 million each year um, to 2026. This work that we've done to get these um, hundreds of millions into the catalog, really builds on the efforts of NARA staff who worked like in the 1970s to microfilm records. So back then um, we were microfilming the records to save and preserve the original copies. They were getting handled over and over again. And so these efforts don't just lead to you know greater access, which they do tremendously, but also preservation of the records. So we're kind of doing it for both. You know, our ultimate goal is to digitize everything. And uh, uh, that's a lot. (laughs) There are um, an estimated 13 billion uh, pages of records at the National Archives. So we've got a ways to go, but we're on our way to our first billion and then it's only 12 billion after that, so.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's a staggering number and uh, really exciting to hear about. So uh, kudos on that. And, you know, I'm sure there are some lessons that you've learned so far during the process. And I'm curious what those are and what you might know now that you didn't know a year ago or even before, you know, as you mentioned, sort of that timeline that has led to this moment. What have you learned over that time?
1: Well, I'll I'll tell you what has worked and what has to me has been um, the most important thing that has carried us through Uh, all of the ups and downs, the the cynicism, all the um, difficulties to get to where we are today, and I believe is leading us into the future, is a strategy. So years ago, we developed a digitization strategy, which is available on our website. We're very public with it. Um, And that helped us kind of lay out intentionally the various channels that you have to use to digitize at this scale. It can't just be one project. It needs to be a variety of projects. So the digitization strategy talks about how we're going to work with partners. And we've lined up with Ancestry, Family Search, uh, other agencies like NOAA and other um, institutions to um, work with them to help us uh, digitize our records. Then we also had a strategy to work with the public. And we opened the Innovation Hub down in our Washington, D.C., um flagship building and volunteers come in and just scan and help us get records into the catalog we have almost a million just from that effort Um, we have our own internal digitization labs and in those we're looking at new technologies like high-speed scanners and things to make us quicker with digitization in a safe um, way and then uh, we are we have archivists across the country who um, are, as they're doing their archival work, we're we're working to give them the tools and the training to embed digitization into that work. So it's just part of the workflow. And then of course, finally, we're working with federal agencies so that they digitize their records so that eventually everything comes in digital and the entire workflow is digital.
0: And I'm curious as in in your role as chief innovation officer, key uh, or, or really highlighting that element of innovation, you know, I would imagine that you're really focused on not just making sure that things are just replicated and then put in the cloud that there's some thought into how people are going to use these. So I'm curious, uh, in that aspect, how are you injecting that innovation into this in process to ensure that there's a, a bit of transformation going on uh, along the way and in, in how these record, records are stored digitally?
1: Right. Well, I, I think that I think it's by human centered design thinking where you're you start with how are people going to use this and you work your way backwards. And I think we all it's just second nature now to us. Uh, I think that's really been the revolution over maybe the last decade or so where you start with how is this going to be used? And um, in our prioritization process, we're working with underserved, under uh, traditionally underserved communities to say, what are the records that are important to you? Like, and then and then we can put that on our list for prioritization. So I think if you start with the people that are going to use the records and work your way back, that is the way to think. Oh, you know, is an API useful? Uh, is it useful to put this on Wikipedia? That's where the students are looking at things. You know, I think when you go to the, the public and think of them first, everything flows from there.
0: That makes sense. I'm curious, who are some of the other key stakeholders internally at NARA that are working to make sure this process continues to stay on track? Uh, um, and how are you coordinating across those teams and across the different offices that are uh, responsible for this effort?
1: Oh, that's a good question. It's huge. It's a huge effort. It's hundreds of people working on this. It, it takes a village. And uh, my, my office helps lead it, but um, you know it, it is across every office pretty much at NARA. We work and partner closely with the CIO's office, as well as all of the units that provide digital content. That includes NARA's offices around the country and each presidential library. So there's a lot going on. Uh, my office maintains um, and provides a metadata description program. Um, for all of the digital content that goes into the catalog, and we meet with points of contact throughout the agency to ensure quality standards for that descriptive information that is so important to archivists. But really, it's just good data, taking care of good data. You know, I think people forget about the importance of the metadata, and it may be a small part of digitization when you're thinking about it. But it is like a key is a small part to the car. It's not going to work if you don't have good metadata, and uh, So um, I think the metadata is one of the largest parts of the effort for NARA internally, and we're looking at different ways to um, improve that metadata. We can only do so much. There's only so many of us, and we can only, you know, manually put in so much metadata. So we're very interested in looking at things like artificial intelligence to provide like a first draft uh, that then archivists could go back and edit um, uh, and review. And so we're, I think there's different ways that we're trying to enhance that metadata experience. Um, I think in about 2014 or so, we started the Citizen Archivist Program where we incorporated into the catalog, the ability for the public to transcribe handwritten records. So we OCR records, of course, OCR for handwritten records is not perfect but it can do a first draft. And if you train it, it can do a better draft. And so for the 1950 census, which we just published um, online uh, last April, it was a successful website launch. Um, we, We had an OCR for the people names, which is the way everyone searches the census or wants to search the census. And that gave a first draft. And then we had the ability for the public to go in and edit that so that it would train it and it would get better and that was a very successful project and we want to incorporate that kind of thinking into our catalog too
0: that's exciting and from what i hear in in talking with you today it sounds like there's a big opportunity to leverage sort of crowdsourcing with the general public in, in what you've mentioned And that if people listening to this podcast have a uh, interest in in records and digitizing them or want to just help out there their government, how, how can they do so? Cause it sounds like there's a lot of opportunities out there.
1: Oh, I'm so glad you asked that. And we have wonderful people helping us and anybody who's interested, we're so grateful for, you know, you're giving back to the country because what you're doing is making the permanent records of the federal government accessible to the American people. It's, it's a great uh, volunteer opportunity. I appreciate anybody who'd be interested. If you want to go to catalog.archives.gov, that will take you into the catalog and the catalog has all the tools in it. You can search the catalog for any records you might be interested in and just follow the prompts and you can transcribe right in the catalog. So it's exciting. We have about, um, I think it's over, I think it's around 3 million transcriptions done by the public so far in the catalog and 6 million tags. We're approaching 10 million enhancements by the public total. So it's really exciting to see um, how interested the public is in helping us. Uh, The thoroughness and accuracy of their transcriptions is amazing. Um, And we even have records in the catalog, some of which are um, foreign languages and people have gone ahead and transcribed those but also translated them and put a translated version in. So I, you never underestimate the power of volunteerism and, and people who are just interested in, in the work. It's, it's been an amazing uh, thing to see. We had no idea people would be this interested in what we're doing. So.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Pam, as we get, Close to the end here, you know. We, you mentioned early on that you know, obviously, there's one part that NARA, well, NARA obviously oversees all of this and plays a central role in digitizing. But there's also the federal agencies uh, who you spoke about um, working with them to make sure that they're getting ahead of this as well. So um, after OMB issued that guidance requiring them to move uh, and manage and store all records digitally by the end of June 2024, um, how are you working with agencies to kind of make sure that they're set up and um, going to be satisfying the requirements of, of that OMB mandate?
1: Yes, we have an entire office dedicated to the success of this. And I would like to give a shout out to Lawrence Brewer, who is the chief records officer for the entire federal government. And he works at NARA and his team are doing everything they can. So they're, they're writing um, bulletins to help further, to provide further guidance and clarification Uh, on what, on the OMB issuance. They actually helped write M2307. Uh, It's an update on transition to electronic records. They have done all the work on that in the background. Um, They also provide records management training uh, to all records management officers across the federal government. They have FAQs. Um, They have ongoing oversight activities, including annual reporting, inspections and assessments. So it feels they're kind of the midwives to make this happen. You know, they're doing everything they can to help agencies move into the digital era. It's exciting to be part of an agency that's helping usher this in for the entire federal government.
0: That's, that's really exciting. And Pam, you know, as we close out here, this is probably just one part of what you do every day as a chief innovation officer, are there any other exciting innovation projects you're working on currently with NARA that you'd like to um, highlight for listeners?
1: Gosh, I, there's so many. (laughs) Um, I, I, I guess one thing I would say about digitization and, and, you know, kind of what we're doing beyond just everything that we've just talked about is that thinking about how third parties can reuse our records and so um, technology like IIIF and, and various ways to make sure that our records are as shareable as they can possibly be, we're researching that and making sure that we move in that direction. So we have been tracking over the past few years, who else is using our records, just trying to look. Um, and you know, we just do that by, uh, there's no universal way to do that. You just see it around the, the internet. We, we've seen about 40 other websites using our records in large uh, amounts. You know, that's beyond social media one-off. And, um, so Digital Public Library of America, we're the largest contributor to their website. Um, uh, we provide hundreds of thousands of records to Wikimedia Commons and Wikipedia. Um, and there's just many other websites where we're available. So this idea of um, going to where people are and providing them access to the records in a way that's convenient to them is driving all of the work that we do across our office.
0: Well, Pam, I am sure uh, you, you're, you're very excited on your path to a billion records digitized eventually, um, but best of luck on that, that journey. And uh, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you. You can learn more about NARA's efforts to digitize government records at the daily scoop podcast.com. The daily scoop podcast is available on all podcast platforms. If you've already rated the podcast on your platform of choice, thanks so much. High ratings and good reviews of the show. Help more people to find it. The daily scoop podcast is a production of the scoop news group in Washington, DC. James Mahoney and Carlin Fisher help put the show together and the entire scoop news group team contributes. We'll talk to you again Tuesday afternoon. Until then, I'm your host, Billy Mitchell. Thanks so much for listening.